0: Welcome. Another episode, Dr. James Beckett Sports Card Insights here with Chris Carlin. We're going to talk about what's going on now and in the future with Upper Deck. He's the senior manager of customer experience and is going to tell us what uh, I would imagine that most of my uh, friends and listeners are customers experienced with Upper Deck. And I and it's uh, like any other of the card companies, it's 99% positive. And Chris is probably trying to make that 100%. But I've got other sponsors. I've got also <laughs> Tops and Panini, as well as Heritage Auctions. Huggins & Scott Auctions, Burbank Sports Cards, Mike's Stadium Sports Cards, as well as ComC, that's C-O-M-C dot com, as well as Beckett Media, which includes Beckett Grading and Beckett th- Authentication. But we're going to focus on Upper Deck. Today, we're going to hear from Chris, find out what Upper Deck, not, uh, well, just uh, we're going to find out what uh, what Chris is excited about. After 22 years at Upper Deck, you've seen a lot, but uh, tell me why 2020 is going to be an even better year for Upper Deck. And welcome to the show, Chris.
1: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Uh, I, God, I'm excited about a lot of things. Actually, it, you know, uh, I think one of the biggest things that has happened recently was the signing of Anthony Davis as an ex- exclusive yeah. uh, uh, athlete for Upper Deck for our authenticated memorabilia. To be able to have uh, both him and LeBron James now yeah. is awesome, and I got to tell you, it has been a blast watching this Lakers team uh, to start off the, the NBA season. So to be able to have authenticated collectibles from those two superstars is, yeah. is amazing, and they're on, uh, they're on. Quite a tear to start off the season, and it'll be fun to watch as we move into the uh, the NBA playoffs. Uh, but with uh, anything, you know, this November time period is always when I feel like hockey collectors really get up and get excited because Upper Deck Series 1 releases. And uh, one product that has been a staple uh, of trading cards for, uh, gosh, as long as I can remember, is Upper Deck Hockey, where you've got the young guns. Uh, this is the 30th year of licensed Upper Deck uh, NHL collectibles. Uh, oh. So... It makes you feel a little old, but yeah, the 1991 season was the the first year, and now we've got uh, we've got it uh, still cooking along. So uh, it's pretty exciting. We've got it's basically we do a lot of shows right about this time. So we were just out at the Fall Expo in Toronto. We were just out at the Western Canada Sports Collectors Convention out in Langley, right outside of Vancouver, and we do that to support the new release of Upper Deck Series One. But it is amazing to see how much fun our collectors have opening up that product because. Our team has, led by Grant Sandground, has done an amazing job of uh, adding a lot of Easter eggs and surprise content uh, that's not listed on the packaging. So your pack opening experience is incredibly dynamic. One of the cool things that we did to celebrate this 30th anniversary is we bought back uh, every base card and every rookie card from the first 15 years of Upper Deck NHL licensed products, uh, stamped them with a 30th anniversary logo and made them each also numbered them one of one. So you're going to find some of those buybacks. and. For series two coming out in February, we have the next fifteen years. So hmm. that was a, a really cool and unique uh, addition to the product, and it's been fun seeing people open up the packs and be like, "What is this?" We also have. Uh, hey Chris, uh, insert-
0: yeah. was that a grant a sand grant idea, or was that a suggestion from a listener? Or did you have a focus group? How did you come across or, or uh, uh, decide on vote. doing that? Was that there's a group decision because that sounds cool. I think people would it really is, like that we've,
1: we've got a product development team that. Uh, that is led by Grant, um, but there's a uh, there's about eight eight folks on there, and they also just spend a lot of time pounding the phones and talking to yeah. shops and, and getting feedback. Uh, so so that's been uh, that's been really cool. The other idea that they had and executed was a 30th anniversary set that has Connor McDavid, Wayne Gretzky, and Patrick Waugh, Thirty cards of each of them in each of the 30 designs from the Upper Deck oh, base set. Oh yeah, uh, it's really funny. I, I I found it very funny this weekend watching collectors open packs and they're like what's this card from ninety seven ninety eight 98 doing in here? And you're like, no, that's the 30th anniversary card. And um, it's just, it's it's a lot of fun to see. So that pack opening experience is great. And if you haven't tried out Upper Next Series 1, get yeah. out to
0: uh, maybe one of the sponsors of the show, maybe Mike's or Burbank Sports Card and, sure. and check it out. Hey, when you were uh, deciding to do Anthony Davis, did uh, did uh, LeBron help make that happen? Uh, or was that, uh, are you doubling down on the Lakers? And after all, Luca's our main man here. What did you have any give me, Give any consideration to uh, to Luka Doncic? <laughs> oh, we love. Luka.
1: We did a lot with him uh, last year for his for his rookie season, yeah. uh, mostly on the trading card side, and uh, just watching him, he's absolutely on our team's radar. Uh, but yes, it's when we when you have LeBron James, you really look at who could you put alongside him. Uh, and when we had him with the Heat, it was obviously Dwayne Wade. When yeah. he moved to the Cavs, we had Kevin Love, and now that he's with the Lakers, uh, Anthony Davis seemed like the the, the right player for sure. So uh, it's it's yeah it's doubling down on the Lakers for sure, but it's also uh, adding support to our main spokesperson, LeBron James.
0: Well, that, it's uh, sounds like a coup. Uh,
1: well done. Well, you know it's uh, it's it's important when you have when you have a player in a market as big as Los Angeles that you have the uh, the, the nice pieces to go along with it, and I, I think that's what the the GM was thinking too. So uh, we're just acting as as much a GM would.
0: Yeah, when you're uh, out there at these, you were talking about a couple of Canadian shows that I used to do uh, maybe not every single time, but back in my, in my heyday, you know, I was hitting certainly the Toronto show at least once or twice a year. And, uh, but you're, you're up there and you're making yourself available to those passionate fans and collectors. Uh, Are you coming back with uh, your ears ringing with good ideas or is there, is it oh 99% God. positive? Do you get one out of 100? It's a crank that you just have to tolerate? Or, or no, no, come I, back it, with
1: people that have very legitimate uh, issues, you know, we, you can't package these cards, you know, by hand. So, yeah, there's cards yeah. that get damaged during during the packaging process. And we, we want to be up there so we can help people out who have that experience. Or maybe something's not firing right and you only get four cards per pack instead of sticking so a little bit. Of... Honestly, I've, I came back. I've got a whole email I've been working on the last two days to send to our product development team. Just a few feedback I got or unique ideas. Um, other collectibles i saw that were kind of unique that you know might might be uh, as we want to look at um so it's a, a lot of it is kind of that uh getting to collectors and listening to them and letting them feel valued uh, i get a ton out of these shows in terms of uh, what collectors are saying what's selling what players are selling and uh, bring that back in so we can uh we can formulate it for our plans for our new products
0: you know uh chris you're making upper deck sound a lot more nimble than you were than you were letting on so uh, i think that's a good thing but you know you but what I like is you got you got uh, thirty plus years of history that is rich, and sure. any of these products that that draw on that, it, it's the same re- you know kind of recipe that Tops has done with their their uh, heritage and other kinds of uh, of uh, sets. But I think that's a winning formula when you've got thirty years of of great memories of. Well, I think the winning formula is
1: the fact that you know Upper Deck was founded as the collector's choice, and it is incredibly important that we don't lose sight of that and we always listen to what our collectors say and we are available to engage with them on social media platforms like Twitter like Facebook like Instagram uh available you know via on um, for a phone call if they want to talk for email so we try to make ourselves incredibly available to our collectors because that's who we're making cards for and that's who
0: we want to support well, that's a daunting to be the collector's choice because I think in, in some sense, each card company is trying to do that as well. But, uh, Upper Decks always had a distinctive niche. And I, and I think that's, uh, I, th- I think that's good. What, uh, anything, uh, what, what are you most excited about, about 2020? I mean, if, if, uh, you know, hockey, hockey is kind of a fall winter sport. So you know what what's going to be exciting next uh, spring and summer
1: yeah well there's going to be some new uh NHL releases when i uh, there's two i really like uh, NHL credentials there's some there's some mystery content in there and i think that might be a real sleeper product uh allure is a real high end uh kind of technology focused kind of like opg platinum on steroids a little bit so i'm excited yeah, yeah. but one of my favorite it's, products to open is Goodwin Champions and it's yeah, it's a yeah. product that has uh, that's, it features just a variety of different content from all sorts of uh, athletes. It, it always has our top spokespeople in it, uh, like LeBron, like Ben Simmons, like Michael Jordan, like, uh, Wayne Gretzky, like, uh, uh Serena Williams. But they have some new things that they've been working on. And we have a saying here. It's kind of like keep Austin weird. We, we like to say keep Goodwin champions weird because we like it to be dynamic. Yeah. We like it to get people talking. Yeah. So, um, there's some things that they're doing that are really cool. They have some stamp relics that they're going to be doing, uh, some, uh, Upper Deck or, uh, U.S. Uh, currency coin relics. Uh, different uh, manufactured patch cards. There's a new Michael Jordan relic set that's going to be in that product. And the exquisite signature kick autographs uh, will be back. And those are just always amazing. So I always get really excited about Goodwin Champions releasing. It's a product that does extremely well at the National Sports Collectors Convention. We usually have some uncut sheets uh, available there of the product as well. So uh, that would be the one that I'm the most excited about. And I'm excited to get back to the National and Atlantic City. We have some big things planned for that show. And Man, I don't know if, if uh, your listeners have been, but it is definitely, definitely 100% worth booking your travel now and and making it a, a fun vacation because of any show I attend, that is the one where you can literally spend three to four days and not see everything.
0: Absolutely. But, you know, 88 uh, National was in Atlantic City. That was kind of the birth of Upper Deck. Yeah. That was where we handed out the uh, promotion. Atlantic City with uh, Dwayne Bison and Wally Joyner yeah. Yeah. Uh, cards. That was that was amazing. And, you know, people didn't know they, well, what is this? You know, it looked interesting. But, you know, when it was going to be a dollar a pack, people said, oh, I don't know if that'll work. But, yeah, you know, uh, what, really,
1: what was cool is we had uh, we reconnected with Wally recently and yeah. uh, and had him do uh, a few appearances for us around our 30th anniversary and to hear some of his stories about how, you know, he was literally playing baseball. But also, you know, trying to get the key members of the Players Association on board. So he'd go, he would go play a uh, play a game at Camden, and then go meet Cal Ripken Jr. after the game drinks yeah. to try to convince him to to give Upper Deck a chance at a license. So it was yeah. uh, it was really interesting to hear his stories about the yeah. days of Upper Deck.
0: But then that that kind of loophole was closed. I mean, it, the the players weren't a lot, not allowed to I don't think to be equity investors in the. In, in the thing, they, but, but, but they helped get it started and that was good. And uh, I'm, I'm so glad. Chris, thanks for being on with me. I've got one last question for you. I really sure. enjoying hearing what, uh, what Upper Deck has cooking for 2020 and some of the things you're excited about. But, uh, the question when you were mentioning that, you know, the, the Goodwin product and, uh, are collectors telling you that they really like complexity? The more complex, the better. Or is there some optimum amount of complexity? If you turn the clock way back, uh, and even the early days of Upper Deck, the products were much simpler. But now, are collectors demanding, requesting, or appreciating these very, very complex products? Well, or, I don't think is there any, any pushback from that. Yeah, I don't think anyone's looking for things to
1: be more complicated. What I what I have found, and what our team has found, is that collectors are all very different, and you it, it's critical that you have an offering for every type of collector. And while some collectors, with Goodwin in particular, while some collectors may open a pack and say, "I don't think I really like this insert," uh, there are people that do, and I think they appreciate the fact that there's value in the product. Where uh, maybe if it's not their thing, there's enough collectors out there, and our team has, has done their research to know that there are people that that want certain inserts. Like one one of the ones I'm uh, I'm, I'm kind of scratching my head over are the uh, these uh, manufactured uh, cat relics. You know, I'm, I'm more of a uh-huh. dog myself. Uh, but they're, they're manufactured for all the different types of cats. Patch cards, and while that is not my bag, I guarantee you, I guarantee you, there there will be a high secondary market sales on those cards because people either want uh, one of the cards that looks like their cat or they're yep. cat lovers. So uh, there, there's a reason why those cat calendars sell like crazy every year, right?
0: Uh, I I don't understand it, but I hear what you're saying exactly. So, yeah. so, so again, it, it, if the complexity leads to bonus content especially unadvertised bonus content. Nobody'd be against that, but it just makes it difficult when you open up the product and you've got all these different types of cards that you have difficulty looking out, looking them up and knowing which ones are more or less valuable. Who are the superstars within the cat family? I, I'm not sure. Dogs. Exactly. Uh, that that
1: I, also lends back to something else that we talked about earlier, and that's customer engagement yeah. and customer education. And okay. making sure that we are one of uh, the, the few right now that I see actively engage and, Respond to customers when they have questions on Twitter or Facebook or over the phone. Uh, it's, it's very important to me that we're giving our collectors and our fans uh, some pretty instant gratification with regard, regard to queries or questions that they have there.
0: Well, you heard it from uh, Chris Carlin, whose job is to try to uh, uh, help you have a good experience. So, uh, Chris, thanks for being on. Uh, yeah. Keep up the good work. Uh, here He's uh, available, uh, I guess, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, uh, all these different uh I'm not too tough uh, to track down. Not too tough time. to track down. But yeah. again, thanks for the good work and thanks for the report on Upper Deck. Uh, again, we uh, appreciate you, listeners and uh, collectors and friends. We'll be back again tomorrow with an upper, another episode, and we'll we'll talk with Chris again at some point in the future as well. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, thanks, thanks Jim. Take listeners. Care. See you tomorrow.